0: Welcome to Tales from the Mooseverse. we're glad to have you here. My name is Ian. Montgomery the Moose, Montgomery the Mouse, and friends are on their way to Damariscotta Lake in Maine to find an entrance to a magical land with a dragon in it, a land which seems to hold some family history for the two small humans known as Phoebe and Tamar. But today let's turn our attention to another part of the Mooseverse to meet some new characters, As always, stay tuned after the story for a way you can join in. Spaceship ran on solar power, which was great, most of the time. Spaceship was also super chatty, which was great, most of the time. The problem always came when she was super chatty while they were flying under the clouds on overcast days. Isn't it a wonderful day? I mean, I know it's cloudy and everything, but really, life is just wonderful, isn't it? And I love flying you around and taking you from place to place and seeing everything on all these different planets. It's just weird, though, don't you think, how all of these planets look the same and, Oh no, I'm running out of power. I'm going to have to shut down now. And with that, spaceship shut down and plummeted towards the ground. Ugh, said Bobby to himself. Not again. He strapped in and waited for the usual crash. Fortunately, considering this happened regularly, the usual crash wasn't so bad. Even without power, Spaceship had some backups in place. She had some kind of force field which didn't rely on solar power, which always cushioned the crash. And she had some kind of bubble around her which, mostly, made her invisible to other creatures on the planets they visited. That bubble had been acting a little wonky recently, and neither Spaceship nor Bobby knew why mainly because neither of them really understood how it worked in the first place. None of this meant that the crash wasn't fast and powerful, though, so Bobby held on tight to the manual controls. They weren't connected to anything and were only for show, but he felt better holding onto them and pretending to steer. And Spaceship continued to fall. The trees below had looked so small on the screen, but now that the screen wasn't working anymore and Bobby was looking at them through the cockpit, they seemed larger and larger. So large, in fact, that Bobby wondered if they were about to swallow his ship altogether. Maybe this was different than all the other planets he'd been on. Maybe the trees were actually large enough to do that. With a sudden jolt, the force field pushed apart the tops of five fir trees, and Spaceship crashed to a halt, rattling Bobby's bones and causing him to see triple. Bobby had three eyes, so this wasn't so unusual for him, but he didn't like it one bit. When he came to, he looked through Spaceship's domed cockpit window at the trees outside. He sighed. These trees weren't any different than on all the other worlds he'd been to. In fact, they looked exactly the same. Bobby was an explorer of worlds. He had been to so many he'd lost count. He was sent by his people to find... something. That part was vague in his mind. It was long ago, and seemed to be fading away further with each hypersleep he and Spaceship went into, and with each world he visited. These worlds all looked the same. Trees of various shades of green, open spaces, water, and occasional creatures. And this was another one. How many of these had he been to now? Surely more than 70. Or 120. Or at least 30. Honestly, it was really hard to tell. When Spaceship lost power, she lost some of her data about where they'd been. Remote backup, she always explained. The information wasn't lost, it was just sent somewhere else before she crashed. Bobby sighed and opened the cockpit. Spaceship's rounded roof panels were covered in millions of microscopic solar panels, so she would eventually regain charge anyway. But Bobby pulled out the solar booster he kept in a compartment close to Spaceship's 4D printer. He climbed out of the cockpit and plugged the booster end to a small socket on spaceship's roof. It was overcast above, but the booster was powerful, and immediately he started hearing sounds from inside the cockpit. Sounds like a human voice, but muffled and quiet. Ugh, oh, this again, he muttered. This had happened before. Sometimes the booster seemed to pick up radio waves or other frequencies from the planet he was on. As usual, the language was exactly the same. Using her universal translator, Spaceship had previously identified it as a dialect of English, which was widely used on parts of a planet called Earth. But from Bobby's experience, it seemed to be on every planet they visited. Strangely, many of the signals he heard during his travels referred to places named Portland and Maine. A bizarre coincidence, he thought, that every one of these planets should have a Portland and a Maine. He climbed back into the cockpit to get his supplies to explore the local terrain. He was pretty sure he would find the usual selection of flora and fauna, but this was his job, so he thought he'd better get to it. He picked up his array of scanning equipment, including something that people on this planet would call a magnifying glass and a camera. Many of his tools were made by Spaceship's 4D printer. Now, you might be wondering what a 4D printer is. Bobby himself often wondered why Spaceship had a 4D printer, since it sometimes caused significant problems. You see, the problem was that the fourth dimension in 4D printing was time, meaning that each piece of equipment would only last for a specific amount of time before suddenly crumbling to dust. One time, when they landed on a new world, Spaceship printed out the ladder, and Bobby used it to climb up a tall oak tree to look around at the local environment. All of a sudden, the ladder crumbled with no warning, and within a split second, there was no ladder. And Bobby found himself falling onto branch after branch on his way back down. Sorry, he heard Spaceship say, but you did say you wanted to use the ladder for just a minute. On his way down, Bobby realized he needed to use his words more carefully in future. Somehow, he managed not to poke any of his three eyes or break any of his arms or legs, but he got so many bruises that over most of his body, his skin turned from its usual bright green to, well, a darker green. From then on, he always made sure to ask Spaceship exactly how long each tool had left before using it. He heard the voice over the radio waves continue from inside the cockpit. In a local outdoor goods store where a live moose crashed through the central display of stuffed animals, causing mass chaos and a substantial amount of property damage. As it left the store, the moose appeared to be carrying a few other creatures on its back. Onlookers reported seeing a raccoon and, get this, a mouse on its head. Bobby didn't know what most of those words meant, but something about the tone of the voice, like it was holding itself back from laughing, made Bobby smile His visits to these planets were pretty boring, and a little chaos sounded like a good thing. As he picked up his bag and started to climb out to get samples of the leaves and soil in the area, he noticed a green light start to flicker on one of spaceship’s control panels. "Hmm, that’s odd," he thought. It was coming from underneath the clear covering of the panel, and as far as he could remember, he’d never seen it before. After a few moments during which it seemed to be gathering power, the light started to slowly blink on. And off. He climbed back in, put his pack down, and investigated. He looked around the light, but saw nothing to indicate what it was for. He looked under the panel, but still nothing. He dug around for tools to unscrew the panel, but thought better of it. Spaceship had told him before that she had seven brains. Which is why I'm so much smarter than you, she had said happily, as if hearing that would excite Bobby. The problem was that Bobby wasn't sure where her seven brains were, and he'd removed one by accident one day while trying to fix a broken panel after one of Spaceship's chatty crashes. She was exceedingly rude to him and threatened to leave him on a particularly boring planet until he put it back in, when she reverted back to saying how wonderful life was and how much she loved spending time with Bobby. He did not want to risk that again. He decided to leave the panels alone until Spaceship was back online. She must know what this is, he decided, and climbed out of the cockpit once more, bag over his shoulder. He slid down her curved roof panels and into the closest fir tree. Hello, said a friendly voice from the ground. Bobby looked down and saw a smiling human male looking back up and waving at him. Ah, Bobby shouted, losing his grip. He fell from branch to branch until his bag caught on something or other. He didn't know what, but the strap was wrapped under his armpit and left him dangling in a very uncomfortable way. Is that how you're saying hello these days? Okay, well, ah, to you too, replied the human male cheerfully. The human looked hairy under his tall top hat, with a long bushy beard which reached down over his bow tie, touching both his waistcoat and the chain of a pocket watch, which sat in the breast pocket of his dark suit jacket. He brushed his long hair back with his hand, then nudged his glasses back to the bridge of his nose with his index finger. How can you see me? Bobby panicked. Bobby, it's okay, the human replied. It's me. "'Who?' Bobby panicked even more. "'You don't remember, Bobby?' "'Oh, that hypersleep thing really caused some problems, didn't it?' "'How do you know me? How can you see me?' And now Bobby panicked so much that his bag panicked with him. Both he and his bag jerked backwards to hide behind the tree, but Bobby's feet quickly discovered that there wasn't a branch on the other side of the tree to step onto. His feet, quickly followed by the rest of Bobby and his bag, fell from the tree altogether.' The human reached out both arms and gently caught Bobby, letting his bag fall. Bobby heard a smashing sound as his equipment hit the ground. It's okay, the human responded to Bobby's silent concern. You don't need that anymore. You found him. You found the moose. Huh? Bobby asked, now more confused than panicky. But Bobby started to feel dizzy, and before long, he felt all three of his eyes close. As he lost consciousness... He heard the human say something that only confused him further. Spaceship and I will explain everything to you. She knows your real mission. To be continued. If you enjoyed what you just heard, it would be wonderful if you would leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Both ratings and reviews make a huge difference in helping podcasts find a wider audience. And to make sure you don't miss out on any information about Tales from the Mooseverse, please sign up for our newsletter on mooseverse.com. And sign up to the newsletter by March 10th for a chance to win a full audiobook download of Season 1, Chocolate and Magic. Now that you've met these new characters, we'd love to hear from you. What do you think is going on here? What is Bobby's real mission, and who is this strangely dressed human? Send us your stories about any of these characters, or any others you think would fit in the Mooseverse. We recently received a story from Noah and his mom, Jen, who live in Massachusetts. Their story is called Ice Skating and Hot Cocoa. As you listen to it, you may want to think about a story you might come up with for these characters. So here it is, Ice Skating and Hot Cocoa, by Noah and Jen. One day, Montgomery the Moose and Montgomery the Mouse decided to go to Silver Lake in Wilmington, Massachusetts. It was winter. The lake was frozen over when they got there. Montgomery the Mouse was next to his friend. He started ice skating as soon as he hit the ice. Montgomery the Moose tried to go ice skating too, but he was very heavy. Suddenly, there was a loud crack. Montgomery the Moose fell into the cold water. He was so mad. He took his antlers and pointed them at the ice, swam, and smashed it into two pieces. Luckily, he was not far from shore, and he was able to get out. Montgomery the Moose and Montgomery the Mouse left the icy lake. Montgomery the Moose said, Boy, I could really use some hot chocolate to warm me up, because I fell on the lake and I'm cold. Both Montgomery's went straight to a hot cocoa shop, but it was closed. Luckily, the Moose had strong enough hooves to break in the glass. When they got in, they saw hundreds of hot cocoa machines. They drank hot cocoa until they were warm, and then they fell fast asleep. Thanks Noah and Jen for sending that in. And now it's your turn. Why don't you write a story and send it in? We'd love to hear from you. You can record a story yourself, on audio or video, or write it or even send in pictures. We'll include some on our website, mooseverse.com, and we may even include a snippet on future episodes of the podcast. Who knows? Maybe your idea will come to life in the Mooseverse. Thanks for listening. See you next time.